Welcome to Magical Empath. This is a podcast about me, Danny Gilmore, on a journey to spiritual awakening. I'm learning how to use my superpowers as an empath and highly sensitive person to deepen my magical connection with spirit. I'm a holistic life coach, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a medical cannabis proud stoner. Yes, queen. Join me now on this journey. Let's get started by taking a few deep breaths together. Welcome to this episode. I'm so grateful you're here. Um, Today is a very special day and a very special episode because it is my dog Charlie's birthday. He is six today. So this episode is dedicated to my Char Char. Um, He's a little white party Yorkie. Uh, He is an emotional support dog. He is my whole heart, my best friend. Um, We've been through so much together in these last six years. I can't even believe that it's, it won't be six years of us together until October, but I just can't believe that it's already going to be six years, and I'm so grateful for everything. Um, He truly is just like a blessing from the universe, from God, because he's just been so patient with me throughout my healing journey. Um, He's always like been there with me and I've been blessed I will say to be able to take him to work with me in some of the places that I worked that were so toxic (laughs) like it was like at least he was there but like the sad part is like he absorbed that toxic energy too just for me and I can tell like as I've become calmer on my healing journey he's becoming calmer so I know that like he was carrying a lot of anxiety and so he just to me emulate so much love and joy like Charlie will give anyone a chance um I do think he's a dog empath because he will immediately come to me if he doesn't like somebody's energy or he just like isn't a perfect example of a great empath because he'll go to the person he'll try to give them a chance every time but you can tell he doesn't get like as excited Like, he doesn't go out of his way. Like, when they come in, he's still going to be happy to see them. But, like, there's certain people that he, like, goes out of his way. Like, oh, no, I need to go here first to check in with my people. So he's just a really great dog. If if Everyone that meets him loves him. Um, He's got a really sweet, sweet heart and soul and beautiful expressions. that I just feel like I can tell exactly what he's feeling sometimes. And he can tell exactly what I'm feeling, feeling. And so... It's like a blessing, a curse at the same time. And I truly believe he picked me. Um, I truly believe that, like, I bought him while I was still drinking and intoxicated. And I don't think I would have purchased him any other way. Um, Because of my fear of commitment and just my fear of spending money and investing in myself. I always just was like, save, save, save. You have to save. So making a big purchase just on the whim And being a single dog mom is not easy. When I got Charlie, I lived on the fifth floor of a pretty small apartment building, but like the elevator was not quick. So by the time sometimes I got down the stairs to get him outside to pee, he like would pee on me like on the like as I was getting to the landing to go outside and he would just pee all down my side. 
and it was yeah I mean at that point it's like what do you do do I do I even take you outside um and Charlie is a, such a city dog he will pee on concrete like it is no <laughs> nothing like I remember taking him once to like Kansas City and my friend was like whoa your dog just like walked around the whole grass and then went and walked and peed on my gra- my driveway and I was like yeah this is a city dog for you now that we live in a more like right outside the city and there's a lot more grass on our walks because we don't live like all like in we used to live like downtown Chicago so he didn't really get exposure to a ton of grass um he used to have an Instagram business dog Charlie but Instagram took that away from me for some reason they said he wasn't old enough (laughs) and they keep telling me they're reviewing my ID when I submitted my ID but it's never I've never gotten access back to his account so I'm kind of sad but it used to be business dog Charlie since he used to go to work with me and wear his ties um but shout out to Charlie thank you for all you do I'm so grateful you're in my life I'm so grateful for all the people that have helped me with you who've watched you who have walked you who have let you out for me who have just given you love and joy um, the way you give it to people so effortlessly. So thank you, Charlie. Um, And now we'll go ahead and go into our card reading for today. The first card we got, and again, I forgot my deck that I use is Magical Empath by Dr. Judith Orloff. Um, And so the first card that we got today is Breathe. Breath is sacred to replenish yourself slowly inhale wellness and clarity to a count of six then exhale stress to a count of six so let's actually like do this together i mean we're not all going to be doing it at the same time but who knows maybe you will be doing it with someone else who's listening the same time as you but we're gonna again you're gonna inhale in wellness and clarity for six and then exhale stress to a count of six so go ahead and breathe in two three four five, six, breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know if you can just even feel it that quickly. A lot of times you can. Um, usually you need more than just that one breath, but you just taking one deep breath, you can see how it like, oh, And then you take two and you're like, whoa, you take three, four, five deep breaths. And you're like, wow, I'm so much more relaxed now. And people say, oh, life is so hard. Like, oh, I can't afford to go do whatever. Even I've made that excuse. Oh, I can't afford to go do all the remedies I'd love to try. Because there's lots of remedies I'd like to try. But like your breath to me is like the foundation of your toolbox. And when I talk about a toolbox, what I'm talking about is to me and life, as you're learning and growing, you are basically carrying around, you're like getting these tools, like you have this imaginary toolbox that you're like putting, putting your tools in of like, how do I handle life? How can I continue to stay open and be the best version of myself? And you put tools in there and sometimes you learn things that you like that, ooh, that really doesn't resonate with me. But then like three years later, two days later, a month later, you like start using that tool and you're like, oh, wow, this actually really does work. Or you try a tool, you try a breath work in one situation and it goes awful. 
but then you try it in a different situation and it works great. So it's just like learning how to use your tools in your toolbox. So I think that's what life is, like this evolution of learning and growing. To me personally, when you take when you stop growing, that's like when you take your last breath. That's what Eckhart Tolle says. So I agree with that. Like there's no finish line we're all trying to get to. We're just trying to build this toolbox so that like each journey, each chapter, each step, each moment gets a little bit easier and we come back to our center that much faster. We allow ourselves to be open to feel the feels and get back to being grounded that much faster. Breath is to me, again, it goes back to like I said, that fun, like that foundation of your toolbox. I don't know why we don't teach children how to breathe. I've told my niece as an empath, like even in the morning, if you can just take two, two couple deep breaths in the car ride with your mom my sister. And I told my sister too, just, you guys can remember, just a couple deep breaths. It doesn't have to be two hours of meditation every day. I think if you start opening yourself up in the slow way, maybe, yeah, one day you'll get to a point where, yeah, you love meditating for two hours. Me personally, I meditate for 20, 40 minutes sometimes if I have the time. But that's not my daily routine. I try to just meditate for at least 10 minutes every day. But that's not the only meditation. Even if that's like the only formal sit down meditation I do, constantly throughout the day, I'm stopping and like taking mindful breaths, which that's meditation to me. Coming back to the moment, listening to your breath, being grounded in this moment. I think we put a lot of of these like wellness terms out into the industry these days. Meditation, calm, awareness, consciousness. Oh, you just need to meditate. But like nobody talks about how hard it is to meditate. I started trying to meditate at 25 probably a little bit sooner than that, maybe like 24, 23, but like 25 is when I had my like kind of meltdown, life meltdown, hit rock bottom. And I'm now 32 and can say, I think for the first time today, after meditating for 20 minutes, taking a break and then doing another 20 minutes, I finally feel like I really reached that true inner peace, like quietness. It took a really long time for me to get here. It was really hard. But it was so worth it. And I would do it all over again. Truly. I probably wouldn't have said that earlier on in the process. Definitely wouldn't have said it early on in the process. Maybe not even like five months ago would have said it. But like now I truly wholeheartedly am so grateful for my journey. Because taking that one mindful breath that was like true inner peace, everything shut off, was so worth it. It was like, okay, I made it. And now I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't like I stayed there the whole meditation either. I had to keep fighting to get back there. But it's like, I tell my clients when I'm coaching them, like every time you bring yourself back to your awareness, whether through its meditation, through its another tool, whatever tool you can think of in that moment that you pull out and use, that's a rep. 
that's you picking up the weight and taking and doing a bicep curl so you can get stronger arms or doing a crunch so you can get a stronger core so you're more grounded and connected to the universe. Or you're taking a squat so you can get your legs strong so again, they can stand grounded and firm. Whatever it is, just think of that. Okay, that was one rep. So when people say, oh, I, I hate meditation, my mind just starts thinking faster, like, all of that is supposed to happen. You've got to sit through all of that to get to this inner peace place. Like, I had to sit through how many years of it? And then I will say I got to this, like, you get to different levels. It was like, oh, now I can kind of get to this level where, like, the inner, I feel like my inner, like, intuition voice is speaking. And so I kind of, like, plateaued there for a little while. It was like I was meditating, and it wasn't the ego. I could shut the ego mind off. And I knew I was shutting the ego mind off because the ego mind was that quick, fast, racing mind. But... The intuition mind, while it was still descriptive, it was very peaceful. And I could feel behind it, the ego mind wanting to rush it. So that like anxiety, but like, it was like the intuition voice was like, no, I'm not going any faster. Like, I'm not gonna speed this process up. Breathe in, breathe out. Like that is true groundedness. And then our next card, which kind of does really go with breath to me in this work we're talking about tools. I mean, essentially my podcast is a bunch of tools I'm trying to help you put in your toolbox. When I'm coaching with my clients one-on-one, I'm giving them tools to put in their toolbox. We're trying out the different tools. When do we use the different tools? How do we use the different tools? Which tool works when? So our next tool or card for today is retreat to the natural world. Go where you feel most alive, a peaceful forest, the mountains, your local park. Let the ocean roar through you. Be revived by nature's wonder. I think that this is such a great card because I think when people say like, they don't believe in miracles or there's nothing great happening in their life or nothing like spectacular, like just go look at nature. I mean, last week we had a thunderstorm that turned into a tornado sirens going off. Trees were blowing and whistling and rain was not even like raining. It was like, just like sheets of it were like moving across the, the earth. Like it wasn't even coming down. How beautiful was all of that? Like, yes, I was medicated, but like watching it all happen from the safety of my house was like, rather than being scared of it, I just watched and it was so phenomenal how these trees were bending and how they were moving with the wind and not breaking. But then when I walked past them every day, when I walked Charlie, they looked so stiff and grounded into the universe and so like, old and like I can't move them and so again when I thought about too the last week of my untethered soul study group that I did 
he talks about Michael A. Singer, that like that calmness kind of within the center of the storm. It happens in nature and it happens in weather. Happens all in the universe, these storms, but then there's this calmness in the center. And so when you go to nature, it's almost like you can see the miracles of this world. When you think about like just even looking out your window, depending where you live, like for me, five months ago, it looked totally different. Things were dead, things were gray, things were bare. And now I look out and trees are green and full and flowers are blooming and birds are chirping. It's just so beautiful how it just all happened. And so I think that's why it's so important for an empath, especially in all of us to go to nature, to slow down, to look at it, to observe it. No leaf is there. You can't find two leaves that are the same. Every leaf is different. Can't find two ladybugs that look exactly the same. And if you just look around and observe nature, you can find so many beautiful things, so many imperfect quote unquote things in nature where you see like, oh, there's all these flowers growing and then there's one that's just growing a different color. That's us as humans, like we're all beautiful. And if we all just stopped and took a second to like look around and see how different and unique and amazing we're all supposed to be, rather than trying to control everyone and trying to make everyone be the same, I believe things would be a lot easier. I don't believe we were all meant to be the same. I believe we were meant to all to have similarities. Yeah, because it feels good. It feels like validation. Oh, you like this? I like this too. Oh, you've been through that? I've been through that too. But that doesn't mean everything we believe in has to be exactly the same. I think that's again goes back to like for me why I've really always struggled in my life as a child who moved around constantly growing up with having that quote unquote best friend. Someone you do everything with. As an empath, I'm never going to have somebody I do everything with. I'm the only person I can do everything with. And sometimes I even want to break from that. That's why I go meditate. But I can have a best friend. That doesn't mean I don't get to miss out on the experience that a best friend brings into your life. I can still have that experience. It just doesn't have to look the way that it looks for any other person. And so I'm not trying to change anyone's beliefs. And I don't think, like, can't we all just hold hands and get along is, is the solution to everything. But I just think if we could all just have a lot more love for each other and a lot more be open to celebrate uniqueness rather than shun it or hide it away. Celebrate how everyone's different. Just like in nature. And in nature, there's still the hierarchy. 
things still die in nature, storms still happen in nature, things still happen in nature. Seasons come and things die and then they re-bloom the next year, the next season. There's so many metaphors of, for life in nature. It's almost like nature is such a, a guide for us. When you stay grounded, when you stay rooted, you can brace for anything. You have to stay open. You have to stay flexible. But you'll get through it. And then when it's your time to die, you may die and come back and rebloom. So don't resist it. Or you may be like a caterpillar. You may be terrified to resisting to going into the cocoon, but you come out as a beautiful butterfly who could fly. What if you're missing out on these things because you're just so fearful and want control so bad that you're worried that if you get in the cocoon, you might not get out of it? But if you did get in, you would again fly and soar. And for me to just be able to say this to you all and to be grounded in this message myself, I feel so grateful and lucky and I feel so, so blessed because this took so much work. But do you think going from a seed to a flower is not work and then having to die off and rebloom the next year like plants are working trees are working animals are working nature is working constantly my house plant is growing for the first time ever <laughs> But like, as I'm sitting here, my plant is growing and spreading its leaves. I don't see it happening before my eyes, but it's happening. And so then again, it goes back to the finish line. The plant's not trying to say, I have to rush and hurry up and grow and be the biggest plant I can possibly be. And then I'll be great and be able to live my best life. Because then what if the plant dies? And you've done all this work and missed out on all these opportunities and beautiful moments because you're so focused on getting to the finish line when the finish line actually is what you should have been fearful the whole time of. Life is hard, but life is actually really beautiful. And it's only hard when you don't realize and recognize the tools that you have in your toolbox and use them accordingly and don't give up on them. You don't go to your toolbox and pull out the first screwdriver and say, oh, it's a flathead and I need a Phillips. Oh, well, can't do this project. No, you say, oh, picked up the wrong one. Let me see if I can keep digging and find the right screwdriver. Oh, this one's a little too big. Let me keep digging. I'll find one that's the right size. That's what you have to do with your life tools too. Nobody said this was going to be easy. And the last card of today is one I really love and, and just treasure especially for my empaths out there, fellow empaths. 
Observe, don't absorb. If you are taking on the stress of others, try observing the situation from a distance. This will increase your energy. I think that again, this is detrimental. This is fundamental. This has to be in every empath's toolbox. But for those of you who are also always talking about, oh, you're so tired. Oh, you're always so tired. You never can get enough sleep or you're always this or that. How stressed are you? How much silence do you give yourself? How much multitasking do you do? How much time do you actually spend in the present moment? How much of other people's problems are you constantly taking on as your own for your own validation or just because you want to do it and help out or be, quote unquote, be a nice person? We've got to stop and take care of ourselves first. You put your mask on first on the airplane so you don't pass out before you can help your loved ones or the person sitting next to you. Don't take on an empaths. Don't absorb everybody else's stuff. Listen, support, ask how you can support that person. Follow through on that when you commit to it. But don't take it on. Leave it in that moment, just like everything else. Part of my breakdown was my body shutting down at 25. Strep tension headaches. My, my, my colon was actually completely full. The GI doctor called me cracking up saying, I've never seen someone so full of shit as you. You're literally full of shit. It was all stress-related. I was taking on everybody else's stuff as an empath. I was living downtown, taking public transportation, working in a nine-to-five corporate environment, even if it was a tech startup. I was absorbing everyone's stuff, trying to fix everyone else's stuff. Of course, I was always exhausted, and no amount of sleep is going to keep you replenished doing that. Realize and recognize that you are valid and whole, and so is everyone else. Everyone else in this world is valid and whole and worthy, just as you are. And no one can take anyone's worthiness or validity away from anyone else. Don't forget that. And so you taking care of your worthiness by getting your mask on first, by getting your problem solved first by taking care of your stress first is not selfish it is necessary and again we are all different so we have to embrace that for some people their different breaks or their self-care or their self-love looks different than yours or anyone else's So you can't say that mom is selfish because she leaves her kids once a week to go get a manicure, pedicure. That's how she survives and is the amazing mother that she is every other hour of the day that she's with her children. Or that dad that goes and plays golf with his buddies once a month on Sundays is a bad dad for just leaving his family. If that's his one day a month and he is there and shows up in the best way he can 
and that's his time, let him have it. Let yourself have it and let other people have it as well. We all deserve it. No one on this world is any less worthy than anyone else. And all of our feelings are valid. No one can take that from us. Please, that's the one thing you can take away from this episode. That is like my biggest message for you all. Because I think it helps everyone. It helps us sensitive people, us empaths, us people pleasers realize like, oh, so if I don't show up for that person because I need to take care of me first, they're no less valid. They're less, no, they're less, they're no less worthy. Or me showing up for them and making myself more drained is not making them any more valid. This goes for parents and children too. Your children are valid. Your children are worthy. You can't take that away from them. Don't try to or don't blame yourself or think you can. And for those of you that need confidence, you are valid. You are worthy right where you are right now in this moment. No conditions. Nothing needs to change. Just keep being exactly how you are in each moment and tell yourself that you are valid and you're worthy. And I promise you, you will really go on a growth journey and you will really start to learn about yourself. I appreciate each and every one of you. I send all of you so much love and kindness, happiness, joy, abundance, prosperity. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Strong Side Life Coaching, or you can follow me on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and leave a comment. Um, please send me messages. Let me know what you're thinking. If this resonated with you, if this didn't resonate with you, why it didn't resonate with you. I'm open to it all. I embrace it all. And I send so much love and kindness out to you all.